Welcome back, Nodals. Thanks for the support by listening to the show. We send out our appreciation to each and every one of you for allowing our podcast to take up a little bit or a lot of your precious time. Please send us more of your feedback so we can make sure the show is better for you. Welcome back. This week it's Charlie Ray once again, and uh, we have something a little special here. I, I was watching uh, porn the other night, and it was a uh, threesome porn and orgy porn, and it got me thinking about Charlie Ray's past life. And I think it would be great to have Charlie Ray elaborate exactly to what I mean by that. Well, Mr. Clay, I I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> would, you, would you be referring to my couple of years where I dabbled into the swinging world in the Midwest? That would be exactly what I'm, what I'm referring to. I just remember hearing stories about it years ago when we were hanging out. I was like, I need to know more. Tell me more. Well, I tell you. Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. You go ahead. Well, you know, as I say, uh, I am the most unlikely looking person that would ever be in a swinging world. Uh, not necessarily just because of my body type, but more because as a solo person, it's more difficult. And as I've told you about that before, obviously, uh, the swinging world is more set up for couples and really also for single women, which are known as the unicorns in the uh, swinging world. Yeah. Because they're so rare to find one, especially not necessarily, they don't have to be, but most often, a lot of times, a lot of them are bisexual. So thumbs up for that. Um, but uh, as a single guy, uh, it is not easy uh, to crack into what you would call the swinging world or into the, I don't know what you want to call maybe an underground sex world that probably exists in every city. They're, they're everywhere. It's just that everything is kept really quiet and really secret because people don't want to be outed uh, in those communities, you know, because a lot of times you'll find people that you would never suspect, such as police officers or judges or military or teachers or nurses. I mean, some of those you would probably obviously suspect are, but they don't want anybody to know that they are. So when you say you're like one of the most unlikely, you know, prospects, how does, how does something like that just show up in your life? Well, it wasn't something I ever set out to do. Um, you tell you me know, you never wanted to have a threesome. You never wanted to be in a Well, of course I wanted that, but I never really set out to try to track that down. It just didn't seem realistic. Right. Yeah. Not, not judging, you know, from my, uh, early days, uh, level of success with women. It wasn't exactly what you call out of this world. Um, and I'd spent most of the last 20 years before this time period married to one or the other of my two first and second wife, obviously. So uh, I guess it's not obvious, but I was married twice over over a 20-year period with a two-year break in between them. And I just basically decided that after the second marriage, because I'd never really had a much of a wild phase when I was younger that I was just going to date out and about. And um, so I did. When you, when you date out and about, how does uh swing show up? Like you said, it's like a, it's like a, not a solo game, right? No, it's, it's not. A- and it's not one that you easily go out and find. 
time. So, so to give you a little more background, I've told you some of these stories before, yeah. but, but basically I was separated from my uh, second wife and uh, because she wanted to see other people and we weren't really working out. And uh, so we were split up for some time, but she still wasn't dating anybody else. And I wasn't really uh, finding happiness anywhere either. So I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and start dating. I mean, you're the one that broke up really with me and kind of pushed me to, you know, separate. So I started dating and uh, it didn't really go well in the beginning. Uh, went out on a few dates. I got some action, you know, it wasn't really great. It was okay. Uh, again, this is also before, as we'll cover in another episode, one of these days, my tantric journey hadn't yeah. started yet. So, you know, I mean, for me, sex was yeah, you know, sex is sex. I never had the experience to where the, the kind of experience where people were like, wow, sex is amazing. I always thought, eh, it's okay. You know, nothing great, nothing spectacular. And so, uh, so I dated a few people. And then I ended up meeting this girl, woman who was bisexual and uh, was also, also polyamorous. So she was dating multiple people. And, and you so were okay she, with that, yeah? Yeah, it was new for me. I'd never done that before. I've always been Mr. Monogamous, and that's pretty much what I wanted. I'm I'm usually a pretty happy guy with just one person. I just want my one, my only, and, you know, the whole usual. So it's, uh, not, like a, it's not like a G.I. Joe toy, you know, where you look at it, you're like, I want all of them, and I want multiples of all of them. Yeah, with women, it's, you want the one. I just want one. I'm yeah, happy you know, with one. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, uh, that's a debatable subject. But for right now, my energy level, I probably handle one. <laughs> but this was five years ago, and, and I was in a much healthier place at that point. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so she was uh, a poly polyamorous, you know, whatever you want to call it. She was dating multiple people. And uh, so I was basically just, I don't know, the second or third stringer, I guess, on the rotation, you know, whatever. And I actually found that I kind of liked it because I didn't have any of the heavy duty responsibilities of being the one for somebody. I, I wasn't living with her. I wasn't having to worry about bills or commingling of finances. I was just a guy that occasionally I'd see her. We'd go out, we'd have a good time. We'd have sex, we'd have a good time and I'd bounce. I was pretty. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the, the Seinfeld episode where. I don't, is it, is it Jerry is dating the girl that whenever he picks her up, he picks her up at her boyfriend's apartment and he's like, okay, sweetie, you have a good night. And she's like, all right. She's okay, Jerry, let's go. And he's like, what is going on here? And right. it turns out that he's like, wait, so maybe she's just a lot of work. And like all the men are just, you know, dividing the workload. This makes sense. This makes so much sense. So you know, I would, yeah, maybe, I mean, you know, I'd totally be okay with that in society, but it seems like uh, the way it seems nowadays is that as the, as the statistics go, about 20% of the men share all the women, and then the other 80% of the men pretty much don't get any women. It's well, that's that sounds, the way that's yeah. not terrible. It, it, it is, it's uh, it's terrible, and of course, the women, well, you know, depending on the woman, you know, they have a lot of action, but uh, it also kind of keeps them from ever a lot of times ever settling down having a family. I mean, that's part of the reasons why families and kids and everything are coming along so long I think in in uh in relationships and stuff it's like you know nobody ever wants to settle down they're always looking for the next best thing it's just one swipe away it's both men and women except for women it's typically easier than for men <laughs> it is I've talked to all my girlfriends like they never run out of swipes oh no they, they could be on tinder and they could literally swipe right 400 times in a day and there's still another you know 20,000 after that 
Whereas oh, if yeah. I go on, it's like, oh, three. All right, we're done for the day. Cool. You know what I mean? Like it's so few and far between. I've had the, the most luck with the swipes when I've been down visiting you in the States. I remember we're sitting at dinner one night, right? Yeah. And we're eating steak dinner and then my phone goes off and it's like, oh, I got a match on Tinder. So then I look at it and, you know, it's like, okay, sweet. I ask how she's doing. Then all of a sudden she's like, my boyfriend's out of town for the weekend. You're visiting town. You need to come over. I'm like, I'm eating dinner right now. So this is a little little forward, a little uh, out there. And then you started to tell me amazing stories about (laughs) your swigging days. And I just completely forgot about her. I just sat there with my steak dinner and just like grinned like an idiot listening to you talk. So that's why I really want to relate on the on the podcast here, because I think other people would love to hear how you got into it. And what it turned into. Well, well, we'll keep going with the story. So, so, uh, so I was with her for about a month, month and a half. And, uh, you know, she was kind of a long ways away in the city. It was like a 40 mile drive, which is a long ways, which I don't know. I don't like to drive a long ways just for booty calls. I, I'm, yeah. you know, but, uh, but after a while, she kind of, she broke, she, she really kind of ended it kind of really bad. I mean, it was okay. Cause I, I wasn't, you know, like too hung up on her or anything. And she basically just kind of ended it and just kind of like, started kind of ignoring me instead of just kind of, I guess, womaning up and just saying, Hey, you know, I got something else going on and yeah. just, just kind of call it quits for now. And basically she wanted to be more serious with her, her more serious guy. And so, so she went off to do that and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. That's cool. It's okay. I mean, I've had a couple of months. I was, yeah, you know, whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be a real relationship. Really. Like I said, you know, I was just, a, you know, another number on the string, but it was, it was a nice, it was a nice, easy situation. And, and it gave me a little, make, gave me a little bit of my mojo back. Let's just say, you know, cause I hadn't, you know, cause it was, a, you know, pretty decent, pretty, pretty decent connection there sexually. So, so I, I kind of bummed around, dated a little bit more. And then I met uh, a woman that I'm not going to use her real name just in case she ever does listen, but you could just say, uh, say, uh, uh, it was uh, your mom. (laughs) No, no. I'll just call her Sarah, which is nowhere near her name. So I met this girl named Sarah and, uh, and I wouldn't say girl. She was, uh, a little bit younger than me, like three or four years. So did you meet her like just on a dating app or like through work or I think it was off of Bumble. Maybe, maybe it was Tinder, either Tinder or Bumble. Yeah. I mean, even five or six years ago, you actually had a chance at meeting somebody on those things. Not like now, where it's like, if you're not like really a top prospect, forget about it. You know, the women are so inundated by the hot dogs being slung at them that they don't have time. If you're, if you're not, if you're, if you're not Joe six pack or Mr. Moneybags or whatever, you can pretty much forget it. If you want, you know, a pretty, an attractive woman. So, so anyway, so we, 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 uh, we uh we hit it off we we uh talked a little bit online went out to a bar met up uh had a really good connection i was really on my game that night you know pulled a pulled a trick that's a really good trick to play at least i i've found it to be a good trick to not really a trick but a style is that is that uh you know you know you always test somebody and you kind of test how touchy feely they are with you a little bit into it if you feel like it's going well you know if they kind of recoil away from you obviously it's not going very well and if they touch you or you know hold your hand or you know kind of while you're talking then you know it's going pretty well so it seemed to be going pretty well and i excused myself i had to go to the restroom and when i came back instead of sitting across from her i came back i sat down next to her so a that worked great <laughs> uh so we we had a great conversation ended up going back out to her van uh she was the example of a soccer mom she has two kids uh and one of them actually does play soccer and so she had to kind of soccer mom 
minivan thing going on, you know, and uh, we ended up making out pretty hot and heavy in the car and we had a good time. And then, you know, we, you know, we started, you know, we started seeing each other. So we start, you know, and I, I'd say uh, probably the second date or so we, we pretty much got all the way there and, and uh, had a good time. Um, and uh, she was definitely, um, how shall I say, definitely a little bit more freaky than I was, you know, uh, dabble again again okay i just came well, you gotta understand let's let's make sure everything is here i'd spent pretty much the last 20 years married to a woman that basically became a roommate and we almost never had sex i spent two years dated a couple of people short-term periods nobody else you know i had a little bit of sex and then i met my second to be wife and then that was great for a couple three years and then went downhill so so basically not exactly what you call the greatest 20 years of sex for the best years of my life right yeah so so meeting so meeting sarah that's like i said she was part italian which I love. Uh, I love uh, shorter women. So she, and she was five foot three. She was definitely probably one of the most beautiful women I'd ever been with uh, at that time. And I still have really good thoughts about the time that I spent with her, which wasn't very long. It was a couple of months, but basically we, we got into things pretty, pretty freaky for a couple of months. She loved uh, like a little bit of, you know, domination play. I started kind of discovering a little bit more of that side of me about how much fun it was, you know, the whole grabbing somebody by their hair, the whole domination, verbal, verbal domination, you know, I mean, just kind of, I wouldn't say it was abusive, but you know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was just very much of a, of a dominant play type of thing. But it was comfortable and, for both of you. And it was comfortable for both of us. She enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, uh, it took me to places I didn't know I had inside of me, like in my psyche. So that was a fun new experience for me. And she was, she was brilliant. Um, she had gone to an Ivy league school. Uh, she was a valedictorian of her high school and she was smart. And so she was a whole package as far as things go. I mean, she was, you know, she was a very smart woman that she could hold her own with me, you know, mentally. Um, and, um, and sexually, she was just a dynamo. But anyway, during this whole thing, uh, one of the things was that she had an ex-boyfriend and he had gotten involved into the swinging world, right? And so she was telling me about some of this stuff. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of interesting. You yeah. know, I thought, I thought I'd check some of this stuff out. And you'd never experienced anything like that and before, I right? And I never experienced any of that kind of stuff before. It was, it was very similar to the fact of just like, when, before I'd experienced it in a workshop, I had no idea what a prostate massage orgasm was. I, I'd heard of it. I yeah. kind of, I kind of didn't believe that they were actually possible, you know, telling me that I could have an orgasm without having an ejaculation for most, I would say probably for most guys, they'd be like, get out of town. That's not possible. And that's exactly the way I felt, you know, and until I experienced it and said, well, holy crap, this is possible and it's amazing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll check this stuff out. And, and um, we didn't really ever, actually, it was kind of a, you know, a, a bummer. We kind of split up not too long after that, but I'd been kind of given some information and this website that I could find. And, uh, and so I went to that and I started checking it out. And, and, you know, like I said, after we'd broken up, I started trying to like, okay, I said, I'm gonna go to one of these, I'm gonna see if I can go to one of these parties. And so I'm not sure. So like through the website, you found an invitation or you found a group that, well, they they had like, like a website where you become a member, you know, you can meet other people, there's forums, there's all these kind of things. And they also list like parties are going on, you know, and, and, you know, and, and how you can try to, uh, 
you know, try to RSVP to them and, the, and that the person that runs it has to uh, accept you, you know, for you to be able to go, that kind of thing. So I went to this, the first one I went to is probably the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, to that point in my life, right? And uh, I went to this club, nervous as hell. Here I am, you know, I mean, I'm in my mid forties. I shouldn't be kind of nervous, but I mean, here I am by myself going to middle of like an industrial area. And I don't mean like a nice looking industrial area, kind of a rundown industrial areas near our stadium here in Kansas city. And i it's it's like 10 o'clock at night. It's really dark. There's not a lot of street lights. It looks like every kind of bad episode of like a like I'm gonna get bugged. I'm oh, gonna yeah. get carjacked here, right? And here in the middle of nowhere, all these business buildings, there's a whole bunch of cars parked here and there and yonder, all on the side streets. Which by the way, is that if you're ever driving through a neighborhood and you wonder, there's all these cars here, what's going on? <laughs> it could be a sex party. <laughs> nice. But uh so I go up to this place and it's rarely low key. It's kind of like the whole, you know, like you knock at the door. It's like, it's ever seen, you ever see beer fest? Like they knock at the door and the thing slides open and yeah. they're like password, Yeah, you know? And so it's kind of like that, but not quite. I go into this, this front little foyer area and there's like a bouncer looking dude and, and a woman that's kind of scantily dressed and they're taking money because you've got to pay to go to the, into the party. And so, and it's not cheap for a single guy. Single guys pay more than anybody else. I mean, you of get course in they for, do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because every know, single guy wants to go. Exactly. Every single guy does want to go. So uh, so it was like 40 bucks or something like that. And it's and it's BYOB because, you know, that way you, you can't get in trouble with the law yeah, for yeah. like selling alcohol or anything like that. So I go in and uh, I'm walking around. I make myself some drinks and I'm walking around and it's still kind of early. Yeah, I got in there a little early, maybe. maybe. And I, I walk out in the back porch and literally there's like three or four big black dudes on the back porch, just getting full on head, just like going to friggin' town. And I'm just kind of like, ah, okay. I'm definitely not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> so um couple of guys looked over. I kind of tipped my glass and walked back in. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to stand there and just watch. That's a little bit much for me at this point. So I'm just thinking in my mind. Although if they go to lots of these, it's probably natural and normal for well, it, an audience, right? So it, it is exactly. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, different uh, for me. So I go back inside and I'm talking to a few people and there's, and there's various rooms that you can go in and like, uh, you know, usually like a group of people go in there and they'll lock the door and they'll have their fun or whatever. And other people are mingling and stuff. And so it's, it's pretty tame at this point. I ended up, uh, this one girl I talked to online, I, I ended up going into a room with her and ended up getting into a situation where I'm going down on her and like, she's sucking some other guy off. And then she's, yeah, it's just, it just got crazier from there. I ended up banging her and, and doing that and finishing up in there and going back out. And eh, it was pretty, it was, you know, it was pretty wild, you know? And, uh, so you're like 40 bucks well spent. Well, you know, I mean, I'm like, well, at least I got laid. Right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I go into this other room and, uh, uh this late, this lady's there with her husband and he's kind of warming her up, uh, to basically get, to get one of the biggest, longest dicks I've ever seen from another guy there. And so, uh, he finishes kind of warming her up a little bit. And the next thing you know, I'm standing around with about four or five other people and we're all just watching this other dude with a super huge cock, just rail her out. I mean, just go to town. I mean, like crazy town. I mean, it's like, you know, so I mean, out of the four or five guys, one of them was her husband. Yeah. That was watching. Yeah. 
and um yeah he it, it was uh it was pretty crazy and then a couple other people took turns so i decided i was not going to uh involve myself in that because first of all she's I'm, just gonna be disappointed if you exactly up, right? exactly right yeah all these guys were packing like at least nine to 12 inches <laughs> i mean it was it was insane i'd never seen anything that big in person in my life charlie ray sit in the corner rocking back and forth and crying <laughs> like oh yeah i was born white uh anyway so i hung around a little bit longer and then i bailed so that was my that was my first ever experience going to some kind of club that was uh, that was like and that was just like you heard from her and she gave you a website and you found a forum and you're good to go yeah you know I mean? pretty much pretty okay. much i mean they 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 seem to be a new club so they were just needing money so i think that helped me getting in since i didn't know anybody and i was willing to pay to get in there was a lot more dudes than women at this party um and uh yeah it was it was okay it was it was kind of a uh an unusual experience that changed me psychologically from that point forward let's put it that way so then at that point what do you what do you decide do you think well this is my weekend now this is what i'm gonna try and do because that was interesting and i wonder how it can get better or will it get worse no and that wasn't quite my thought my thought was kind of you know that was interesting but i'm not sure this is really my thing it, okay. it wasn't really wasn't I mean, you know, again, uh, you know, it's it's kind of more fun with the partner, and yeah. so this is and this is where it gets a little bit weird. So, you yeah, know, that was, first part wasn't wasn't weird at all, right? No, I, no, that's I, not I weird drove at all. out to the shitty part of the city and sort of snuck around the industrial area. I paid some do forty bucks, and I watched a bunch of guys with twelve inch cocks plow this guy's wife. But you know what? This is where it gets interesting. You should hear this part of the story. <laughs> Well, let's just put it this way. By the time I get to this end of the story, I had things on my bucket list that weren't even on my my bone bucket list that got accomplished. Let's put it that way. So, so, so at this point, yeah, list. yes, my bucket list. I don't really have much on my bucket list. Uh, well, there not is more. You know, there is one unusual thing that I've not unusual. There's one thing that I haven't done that it's unusual I haven't accomplished yet. But I'll cover that later on in the story. All right. So you know. It, it became really clear to me from the experience and from what I was kind of talking with people online that it's really more of a couple's game. I mean, it, it is the whole point is called swinger and the whole point, you know, not the whole point, but there's there's various levels of swinging. Right. So I'm not sure if you know this stuff, but there's like like soft swap, hard swap. There's all these different things. And so like like soft swap is like you, you might watch each other, but you don't touch each other's spouses or girlfriends. Like, you yeah. know, it might just be kind of a watching thing. I mean, girls might fool around a little bit, but the guys don't fool around with the other girls, just their own girl. You know, then you have a hard swap, which is more of like a, hey, you know, your girl comes with me and my girl goes with you. And then there's like sometimes it's only in the same room. Sometimes they're allowed to be in separate rooms. Every couple's different. That's the thing. I mean, you know, you have everybody has different limits and, you know, you either take those limits further or you don't or whatever, you know. Yeah. And and so but basically the whole point, though, is, is, is that it's better if you have a partner, because obviously the women really kind of run the whole, the whole scene. And so okay? they should. Yes. Yes. They're the gatekeepers. If they don't want to bang the other guy, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause the guys are, well, guys are guys. I mean, as long as they're not horrible, they're, they're going to bang somebody. Right. You know? Well, they're going to try to, yeah, they're going to try to. Right. So, so I didn't really have anybody cause I wasn't dating anybody. So I was still friends with my second ex-wife to be, we were separated so I talked to her and she thought she wanted to try because she wanted, she's all into, uh, she's, you know, went on to study to become a sex coach and 
So she was interested in kind of learning about this world and seeing what it's all about. So, so we went to a party together and that was interesting. That's totally got to alleviate a lot of the nervousness that you had the first time. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You're like 100% comfortable with this person. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. But so we go to a party and the second party we go to was like, the exact opposite of what the first party I went to was. So the second so just party, a bunch of white dudes with really small penises. Well, first of all, it was basically almost all <laughs> white people. And a lot of them were older. And I mean, even older than I was. Uh, and there wasn't very many people there. So it was pretty boring little party. You know, I mean, it was, okay. uh, everybody was nice, you know, I didn't end up messing around with anybody else. So me and my ex-wife actually uh, uh, started fooling around. And so she started uh, giving me a blowjob uh, up in her room. And then this guy wandered in while we were doing it and just started watching us. And so that was an unusual experience for me. I mean, I've never had anybody just watch me. I mean, it's like, I was like, can we get you some popcorn or something? You know, I mean, and he was just like, I mean, he was just full on eyeballing it going down. And she's like, I don't care, whatever. And I'm like, okay, we'll keep going. I mean, obviously, yep. you know, Jimmy's still up for the entertainment. So, so that happened. <laughs> He didn't say anything to us. That was the weirdest part. He didn't say anything to us. He was just kind of like this, like weird, silent guy that just watched me get head. It, it was his first party. He was you, but the next weekend, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, would it be more strange? Like he, you said, he just sat. He just stood there, sat there. He, he did. Yeah, he like sat there on one side, and then like he went to the other side to get a better angle. I don't know. I don't. So what, what if he started giving you directions and instructions? Put your hand here, move like this, do this, make this sound. Like he started to, to direct what he was watching in front of him. Do you think you and the ex-wife would have just played along? Because why not? I don't know what would have happened. I, it, that's not what happened. But uh, but who knows what who knows what would have happened with with that situation? It didn't. And I was like, okay, well that was weird. And she thought it was a little weird. And so again you're at a sex party that's that's weird you know it's weird just a guy watching which is probably the least sexual thing at the sex party you guys experienced oh yeah i bet you know everything was weird because this was the beginning of my my couple of years in the in that in that world so we went to another party i think but i can't really remember much about it and not really much happened and then we went to a bar event because they'll have events at bars that are kind of like more like meet and greets type okay. of situations where you just meet people you know that are interested in that and you know you, you maybe meet people that you might make plans for hooking up with like a weekend or something so we went to a a Halloween party. So it was all dressed up and stuff. And uh, my ex-wife was getting a, a lot of attention. She had quite a few people that really wanted to, you know, uh, have their way with her. So, and I wasn't doing so well. Um, we had a, we had one couple that kind of wanted to maybe have a weekend, like the two of like us, two couples hook up and, you know, swap, but she wasn't really interested in the dude. And the girl had like some really kind of bad breath, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know what it was. I think they were smokers and we weren't smokers. And yeah. And and so, so we weren't really interested, but we didn't want to be mean or anything. So we were being nice to them. And and that was, that was okay. We ended up going to another house party together. And then she brought along a friend of hers and another girlfriend of hers. And um, they ended up meeting the guy there at the party. And so they took him in a room and they 
had a good time with him and that really kind of messed me up a little bit psychologically yeah yeah, i could see that my yeah my ex-wife's getting screwed in another room you know yeah and so i was like okay this isn't really going to work for me i can't really do the swinging thing with her because i still have feelings for her i'm still mostly like i said i'm mostly you know a monogamous kind of person so so like you said so so far this is not the most interesting story in the world this is just me kind of dipping my toes into things right so i continued going on to a couple more parties kind of on my own you know i think i got some i, I remember i remember at one party <laughs> I remember one party I was just I was there and I was standing around a bed of several other people and uh we were watching a couple of people having sex and just standing you know just all standing around there watching drinking and stuff and I'm standing pretty close to the bed and one of the girls I don't even know her name uh, I was standing close to the bed just reached over and grabbed my junk and unzipped my fly while she was getting nailed doggy style and just started sucking me off <laughs> right there you know and I'm like oh this is great you know this is awesome you know everybody's standing around i'm just getting blown and while she's getting while she's getting rode and it's like okay well this is happening you know i mean this is the kind of weird stuff that can happen you know then i met this i met this uh other lady that i was with i was it was nothing ever serious she's a long time person that's been in the um scene the swinging scene but man she was really good at sex let me tell you she was uh she was top notch I will say this, if you ever have the chance and you meet a woman who is currently or formerly or recently an equestrian, hold on to your hold on to your balls because, man, they are going to fuck the shit out of you. Because just put it this way. This is a woman who's used to riding a horse. Now, think yeah. about how strong those legs are and how muscular that ass is. Yeah, it is pretty damn amazing. She almost broke my neck. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> it was. So she, so she was a, a lot of fun. I, I, I liked her, uh, but as they say, uh, she belongs to no man. She belongs to the streets. <laughs> so she, uh, she, she doesn't belong to anybody. She belongs to herself, and she's probably had more sex than I even want to contemplate knowing. So let's just put it that way. Um, and um, went to a couple really exciting parties. You know, had had some had some couple of times where I, I uh, was having sex and several people standing around watching. And I'm like, OK, this is this is still, you know, still pretty OK. But at that point, I'd kind of I'd kind of been around long enough. People had seen me enough parties and they knew that I wasn't like super weird or creepy or, you know, that yeah. I was going to be like, I don't I didn't go around pestering women and, you know, just trying to screw everything that moved or whatever. I was just I just tried to be a respectful kind of person. And from there, I ended up getting a couple of offers to do some some gangbang situations. He's like, yes, yes, this sounds like a really hard life you're living. <laughs> go go but, on. Go on. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of a situation to where uh, uh, I was a single guy on the scene and I wasn't attached to anybody. And, you know, I mean you know, you keep your mouth shut. You don't share a lot of details. And again, I'm not going to, you know, nobody's going to know who I'm talking about or who they were. You know, I, I had a couple of situations to where I got invited along, you know, to be one of the, uh, one of the gang in the bank part, you know? <laughs> so, you know, we went to like a, you know, pretty decent little hotel one time as a, a husband and his wife. And there's about four of us guys. And, and, uh, it was, it was a pretty wild situation that involved it sometimes uh, her going airtight, as they would say. Uh, you know what that means? Ah, she's probably filled up in every hole. That's right. You got it. 
uh, and a couple of times where people would just take turns. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd rest for a little bit. Somebody else would tap in. It was like a wrestling match. Only it was like a tag team times four, you know, and then the husband would take turns. Sometimes he'd be filming stuff. And, and uh, as long as, you know, it wasn't like getting people's faces in the, in the filming because they, yeah. they do. I'm like, yeah, you film it as long as I just don't want my face in anything. And so, uh, so that was a really good time. Uh, did that a couple more times. Uh, some pretty hot, some pretty hot women uh, at a couple of these. Uh, usually, I was not on the well endowed side of the uh, of the of the people, but I did provide comic relief, I guess. So, <laughs> I was I was there. I had you know, I mean, I'm an average guy, so average it is. But but uh, I was not I was not I was not packing uh, obviously with some of the. Uh, the people on the scene do. Uh, but you know what? That's not, that's not all there is to it because there was plenty of guys that were, were average in the scene. Yeah. It's just that, it's just that usually, usually the whole thing is this, is that a lot, a lot of times more of the husbands and the boyfriends and stuff were the average with the woman. And a lot of the single guys were the, the package deliverers. Let's just put it that way. You know I mean? So like I said, this is again, why I would say this is my unlikely journey in the swinging world, because I was not what you would call, uh, I was not the six pack ab guy. I wasn't over six foot. I wasn't super young. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, you know, slay cattle with my massive rod, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was, but you know what, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Uh, and, 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 uh, and, um, experience can count for a lot. So basically the whole thing is, you know, this is over, like I said, this is over about a two year period. There'd be times where I'd take a break and I wouldn't do anything. A lot of times just not, just nothing ever working out. Uh, and then I, and then I went to a, um, I'd went to a really big party with that one girl I'd mentioned that had been in the scene for a while. And this was the wildest night of my life. So this is the best story. I yeah, I was just going to ask him like, what's the most, what the fuck moment? That the you most, saw? what the fuck moment I have. This is, this is probably it. Um, All right. Hold on. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> where's your other hand at? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's busy. Don't, don't worry about it. Just, just don't worry about it. So uh, again, without giving out too much more information for anybody, like, like anybody in Kansas city might listen to this, but we went to this massive party. I don't know if the guy still doesn't, but this guy was a, a medical professional. Let's just say really high, welly, fully, you know, guy made a lot of money, had yeah. a big, had a big, massive house. And so I went to this party and I was able to get into it because I went with her and uh, it was like 200 people in there. I mean, oh, packed into fuck. like, a, it was a huge house. It was like, you know, it was like a three level house. And there was half naked people everywhere, girls without shirts on, this, that, and the other. I mean, all kinds of crap going on. Actually, let me change that. I actually didn't go to that party with her. I, I went with somebody else, but she was there. Okay. And so I, I saw her, we started talking. And so I was walking around with her talking to, and, and we ended up going upstairs. And then she ended up going down this girl while this other guy was behind her, taking her from behind. I'm watching this other girl and this guy, and, and they're getting it on. And when they were done, she's like, you want some too? And I was like, okay. So I did. And, you know, in the meantime, there's another, you know, bunch of sex going on in this bed in this other room right next door, the door open. And I'm like, okay. And, and uh, we wander around some more. There's pretty much sex going on, like in every room. Wander down to the basement and they got. So is this all protected sex or non-protected sex? Like, like, are there rules or? I think it's kind of like what somebody's comfortable with. There's some people using protection, some people that aren't, but I can't tell. I mean, some of the people not having protected sex might be the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Yeah, you know? I mean, you don't know. You know the, there, yeah, I don't know. Right, right. There's 200 people at the party. There's no way right. for you to know who's with you. Yeah, and I don't know who a lot of people are. 
and I, you know, I wander down in the basement and there's a girl strapped onto like a table thing. And they got one of those, I guess you would call them a fucking machine, but basically it's like a, it's like a, it's like an engine with the, with the rod and a dildo on the yeah. jackhammering her, you know, uh, that was an interesting new experience and, uh, wandered around some more, ended up in a bedroom, ended up being the master bedroom. And there's a whole bunch of people in there. And I go, I go, and we, I'd kind of separated from, from this girl that I'd been with a couple of times. And she's in there and she's fooling around with the guy and he's got, and he put, he's got a penis pump on her vulva. Okay. So he's, and well, I didn't know you could really do this. So basically he's got her, her vulva, like super pumped up. I mean, like massively engorged with like yeah. blood and, and, and he's fooling around with her and I'm playing around with her, with her, with her, uh, with her nipples. And she's just going eight crap. I mean, she's just going just crazy. Cause I mean, like her pussy is just swollen, you know, all up and ends up, ends up moving her to the bed. And, um, she's riding, she's riding him like reverse cowgirl and she's got me in her mouth. And then, and then next to me is a girl riding a guy's face while this other girl's going down on him. That's kind of like catty corner on the bed. It's like a huge king size bed. And then next to her, is a girl with a strap on fucking another girl in fucking another girl right there. And then next to her is another woman having sex with a guy and it's all on the bed. And I'm just standing there while this is all going on going, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I, I am literally in a porno movie. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, it was great. And then, but the comp to make it even more hilarious is the fact that there's probably at least eight or nine people all in the room standing around watching, drinking, talking to each other. Some of them were touching themselves. I mean, and, and everybody's just watching all this stuff and people are just going to town and, and it's just like, you know, I mean, people are having a conversation. like, you know, they're at friggin' Arby's, you know, like, well, what do you think of the Royals today? You know, or whatever. It, it was, it was, it was, it was. They've been to, you know, a couple, a couple parties before. It's, exactly. It's, it's oh, just yeah. so normal to them. They don't even care. Some of these people had been in the scene. This was their social life. It wasn't my social life. This was, this yeah. is what they did. They'd go to parties like a couple times a month. You know, they, they knew everybody. I mean, a lot of these people all knew everybody. They'd go to bars they'd hang out. They would do things. They'd hook up with other couples on weekends. Like I said, I was a very minor, 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 minor player in this scene. I knocked so many things off my bucket list. That I never thought that sounds like you knocked I almost would. all of it over in one night. You're like, oh, cross that off, cross that off, cross that off. Uh, yeah, it, you know, but there's a lot of nice people in this in the scene. And there's and there's some people that are aren't so nice. You know, I mean, it's just you know, it's just like people everywhere. You know, and this just involves this just involves um, a lot of hot, dirty sex. You know, which is not a bad thing. You know, uh, obviously, obviously, if you are a uh, a woman that wants to get into this scene, you are going to be slam bammed and whatever, ma'am, to your heart's content. There are plenty of people that want to do this. If you're a single guy, uh, you know, either you're going to need to know somebody, have a really hot smoking woman to bring with you, or really be able to deliver stuff that most guys can't. And, you know, according to statistics, that's less than 3% of men that are actually packing over seven inches. So, but if you are, bless you because you're getting every door open for you <laughs> yeah you know so anyway so going back to everything else you know some things that i did not have on my bucket list was i ended up actually fisting somebody i'd never done that before okay uh, that was that was that was the uh something i hadn't planned on ever doing but i was she guiding you to do it or did yes, you just yes, instinctively she, do it no no she wanted me to do it okay 
Um, and then saying the, uh, the one thing that I surprisingly have never done uh, is that I've never had anal sex with a woman right? or a man, just to make sure that that's clear. But well, I mean, uh, I mean yeah. it, it's, it's the same either way, right? It's just people. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, uh, but so, yeah, so surprisingly, that's never happened. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm adverse to it. It's just, it's just never really presented itself at the time and place to make it happen. But um, who knows? Life's, well, I mean, life's... You're, you're probably at the right place, just not the right time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could have found one of those rooms that was the all anal room. <laughs> probably. Probably. So, so that was, that was, that was pretty much kind of the culmination of my years. I kind of dabbled a little bit more. I, I, I went to some more meet and greets, but I just really couldn't ever connect with anybody. And honestly, a couple of years of that had really kind of shown me that it really wasn't my thing as a single guy. I mean, it was more, more like along the lines of I wasn't really getting much choice <laughs> you know i wasn't really having many opportunities come my way and it was just basically just a lot of waste of time and money and i figured hey if i ever get to the point where i'm in the future relationship and a woman wants to experience that world i'd be happy to introduce her to it but uh for the most part at this point in my life i'm really kind of looking more for the the whole inner you know connection with one person so, so going through all that previously to who you are now would you have done anything different or are you super happy that you went down that, that path for a couple of years? Um, I think I'm happy. I went down that path for a couple of years. Uh, it, it led me as well as my other journey that was going on where I was studying more about sexuality and I, and I got into energy work and tantra work. And that's going to be, like I said, another whole episode of discussion, yeah, oh yeah. but, but this was all, this was all kind of me trying to refine my mojo from what I had lost, I, I didn't feel like I was really that interested in sex after my second marriage. And, um, and I really needed to kind of find that part of myself. But once I found that I wanted to find something more, I wanted to refine what I felt like was still missing. And then that's what led me to becoming trained in Reiki uh, energy work. I started learning how to do that, and which went on to my sensual massage training and eventually my tantra massage training and trying to connect with with uh, the energy and the possibilities of your body that actually go even deeper, I think, in a lot of ways, sexually. But again, that'll be another story. So you're like really into your, your tantric stuff, right? Yes. And yeah. do you think that you wouldn't be there with that right now if it wasn't for that journey into the swing club? Like, do you think you would have made those steps? Do you think you would have gotten to where you are now? I don't know. That? I, I don't know. I think, I think in a lot of ways, it led me into wanting to discover what more was possible. Because well, yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah. you, can, you can see, you know, people fucking sex is sex. Fucking yeah. is fucking. Yeah. But you wanted the next level. You wanted to, you know, get the feeling in there, the energy, yes. not, not just the yes. act of doing it. You wanted to, you know, be in the moment, not just to have the moment. Exactly. I wanted, okay. I wanted to become more of that. And, and plus during that time period is when I experienced the, the, um, prostate massage orgasm and i was able to to have that oh fuck i give those to myself at least six times a week <laughs> i'm getting so good i'm doing one right now <laughs> that's why you're smiling uh i said yeah. i'm getting real good of course I'm yeah smiling. <laughs> uh yeah so that 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 gave me the ability to understand that a man can have much longer orgasms can have much more pleasure can actually feel pleasure all over their entire body instead of just in their crotch just in their dick uh and and then that 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 took me along the journey of wanting to uh you know i you know i read all these things and again it was one of these things like 
oh, I've read this as possible, but I don't believe it because, you know, I've yeah. never experienced it. And then once you experience something, you go, well, if that's possible, maybe some of this other stuff that sounds way too far-fetched is actually possible, you know, and it's not bull crap. And, and I want some of that. <laughs> so so that's, you, that's, that's pretty much my story as far as uh, the, the swinging world goes. So if you were to give anybody any advice, let's say there's a listener who's like, okay, I liked what I heard. I want to pick some of that stuff up. How would they go about becoming part of that lifestyle? How would you, they want to try it, you know, be a, be a single guy or, you know, in a partnership. What's the easiest route you would say? Well, as far as a single guy goes, there's really no easy foot in the door. The easiest foot in the door is to have a heart, a hot partner, a hot wife, which is actually a term for uh, a, a guy who likes to have his wife have sex with other men while he watches a hot wife, but have a good looking wife, have a good looking girlfriend, or have a good looking friend that you're actually even not, which is actually a pretty good idea is if you can find a friend, a very sexual, possibly slutty hot friend yeah. um, that likes sex a lot and is a little bit more leery about doing things by herself, but you're good friends with her, whether you have sex with her or not, it's immaterial. I mean, you might not be that kind of relationship, but as long as you're able to basically kind of use each other as the, the you know, the, the partner in this kind of situation, then you both can have a lot of fun and you can both be more safe that way because you're with somebody you know. But that's then, still, sorry, go ahead. Well, and then, and then from there, basically, you just got to kind of, you know, look around and, you know, I don't know. I mean, how would you find out if there's a, a swinging scene? I mean, there's various swingers websites in different parts of the United States. Well, yeah. You know, you can, you can maybe ask the person at like your local uh, adult bookstore or type of place, say, hey, are you aware of any kind of whatever? And they might they might be able to give you a clue. It's not easy. It's not easy to find the stuff always, but most major cities, I would say probably they do have a scene and there's, you know, uh, you know, look for something that they call um, like a munch, <laughs> which is part of like the, the FetLife scene. And FetLife's a website, FetLife, that's more of a, um, the fetish uh, side of the uh, swinging scene and sexual scene. You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff out there. And if you're, and if you're a person that's not experienced in all this stuff, it's, it's, it's a whole different world that you don't even know exists. You just got to look around. You got to be inquisitive and you got to kind of pay attention. And like I said, <laughs> if you'd been driving through that industrial neighborhood in the middle of the night, like 11 o'clock at night, you'd be like, why is there like 50 cars out here? And I don't see any lights on. And there's a lot of people working in the dark. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it made me think of times when I'd driven through certain places and I'd seen a bunch of cars. And I was like, why are all these cars here? And there's like nothing around. That's probably what it was. I just missed, didn't know. Missed opportunity. You know, and, 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 you know, and some of these people, you know, they have house parties that, you know, some of these people you think you sometimes you see these big house parties and you think, man, they got a really good, you know, party going on over there. You don't know what might be going on in their basement. There might be all kinds of swinging action going on. You don't know. So that's not really much of an answer. Like I said, I'm kind of out of the game. So yeah, I guess you had somebody to sort of lead you there, right? The, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. The minivan. Yeah. yeah. The minivan girl. Yes. The, ho yes. the hot mom. Yes. The hot mom. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it was a world that I had not planned on entering. I wasn't looking for it. That was never my intention. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like I never knew something like that existed. I just never really it's went like out trying part to, of it. it. Exactly. And 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 like I said, I'm I just kind of dabbled along the edges, got lucky a few times, had some experiences. Again, would you ever have told me a few years ago, hey, 
you're going to be involved in a couple of wild gangbangs with some really hot girls and like four or five guys taking turns. Like, no, I would not say that was ever part of my life that I had planned. Yeah. So, but I'm, well, I, mean, I got I'm great memories to experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It becomes a part of you. It becomes a lifelong story that people can listen to on the answers for everything podcast. There you go. Obviously with Sarah's name changed. So yes. uh, we're yeah. good to go. Yeah, that's that's Charlie Ray's adventures right there. I got so good, I even yelled my own name out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, Charlie Ray. <laughs> did they kick you out? No, I never did that. But I would now just because it'd be funny. I don't care if I'm coming back. I'm the best. Damn, that's right. I am good. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of another story. When I was at this one house party and basically this Jamaican girl and her boyfriend like grabbed me and pulled me in a room and basically she just wanted to have sex with a white guy. And I happened to be walking by at the right time. So uh, it's definitely the right place, the right time. It was. It was unexpected um, and highly appreciative. <laughs> oh, man, it makes me think of some other stories I forgot all about. I got. I have a you know a whole bunch of these stories. I, I had my joke. You know, you never forget your first threesome. You, her, her husband in the corner taking notes. <laughs> uh, that was a that was an interesting night too. So, but um, yeah, that that's that's my adventures, and uh, that's all I'm gonna say for now on that subject. Well, I'm glad you're willing to open up anytime, can't, Mr. Clay. Can't say I have anything as exciting, so we're just probably gonna leave it at that. And all right, wanna... sounds good. I want to thank you for taking the time out again. It's always a pleasure to listen to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to share my stories. If it helps some young Padawan on their way to getting their lightsaber wet, then uh, I'm good to go. Last week, I'm talking about poop stories. And this week, you're talking about gangbangs. Yes. Uh, you, never think... you're gonna, you never know what you're going to hear on Answers for Everything. <laughs> I think people are probably a little bit more excited about the stuff you have to talk about versus the stuff I have to talk about. <laughs> Yes. What was it? What was the name of that city again? Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the name of that city that that, that uh, you named it after? The, the oh, the, Belling, the Bellingham. The Bellingham. <laughs> yes. And then we didn't uh, talk about the Black Pearl. Yeah. Well, we can save that. Let's not ruin the ambiance on this. One. Oh no, no. Save no that this, one this, is a, this is a beautiful episode with a lot of romance in it. Yes. A lot of advice to those young, sexy men and women out there who want to get their fuck on yes yes indeed go yes. find some kink fat threesome apps They're yes. all over the and, place. and keep your eyes and ears open because you never know where a string might take you or a conversation you might hear going on because sometimes you think all oh, these people are just talking crap when they're talking about real stuff and if you listen you might just be able to get involved in it nice yeah right, man it's been a pleasure and I uh, look forward to chatting with you next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Mr. Clay. Anytime Always I... happy to be here. Right. Peace out. Peace.